You're listening to the Safe Happens Podcast from Workwear Safe, where we help you keep your employees safe, productive, and happy on the job. And now, here's your hosts. Hello, and welcome to Safe Happens, the only podcast dedicated to helping you keep your workers safe, productive, and happy on the job. I'm Matthew Hudson. And I'm Brooke Swadley. And Brooke, as always, you get to reach into that bag and pull out what you would like for the topic to be for this month. Um, and you, because you always do it so well. That's the reason why I think we let you pick the topic every month is because you, you pick such good ones. So tell me what you're going to, where are you going to take us this month? Thank you for the compliment, Matt. Um, I really do do a great job, don't I? <laughs> See? <laughs> um, I want to talk about the fact that most people setting up these safety programs, the people that we cater our business to, yeah. see these safety booths and this PPE as an expense. You know, hmm. CEOs writing the check at the end of the month or the beginning of the month, you know, whenever they've got to pay us, it's like, oh, this is coming out of our profitability or the CFO is doing their budget and they see, you know, 50 employees or a hundred employees who have boots um, or who require boots on the job. And uh, I want to, I want to teach people how these programs can actually add to the bottom line. Wow. That's pretty compelling. Cause I, I can see where you're going with that because the reality is that safety shoe programs make sense, right? Because I am, it's cheaper to pay for a safety shoe program than it is to pay for a recordable incident. Like if I have a recordable incident and have a claim on that, I mean, what, I mean, what's that going right now, Brooke? What's the average claim going for right now? The latest numbers that I've heard, Matt, is $47,000. Okay. Wow. So, and, and like everything, prices just keep going up every year, right? I mean, we may say that's a yeah. huge number, but in today's market, in today's economy, I mean, that's the number, right? And it's just only going to get worse. So you could say, oh, if I'm spending you know, $10,000 on a, on a program that to save 47, that's really good. But, but I see your point. The, the, the fact is, is that when I'm looking at a PL statement, I don't see that part of the story. All I see is $10,000 right. as an expense in that piece. And so I think you're right. I think that's the reason why we decided to, you know, as an organization that if we're going to be an expert guide to these corporate safety people, to the environmental health safety managers. It could be the HR director, right? Some of these companies is the HR person who manages the safety program, that there was a way to help them position themselves to be a true leader in the organization that didn't just subtract from the bottom line, but added to the bottom line. How powerful would that be for them in their career, right? And how powerful would that be for them uh, inside their company, inside their organization? I think that's why we pivoted to wellness, because when we said, our mission statement is going to be, we make workers' lives better. It was the focus around, you know, wellness in order, you know, to do that. And so that's why you hear us always talk about, there's three things a workforce safety management safety program is going to do. It's going to focus on keeping the employees safe. It's going to focus on keeping the employees productive. And it's going to focus on keeping them happy, right? Right. Because what's the number one expense of the company? It's not the safety shoe program. What's the number one expense to any company? Labor. Right. Right. It's, and it's that turnover from that yeah. labor. Right. Oh so you God, have, an, yeah. right. Cause you have that person and they're just not happy in this job. And a lot of times the discontent is not money, right? When you do look at all the surveys, when they, when they do the exit surveys to find out when someone leaves one company and goes to another, why did they leave? 
we all think it's funny, but it's always second and third on the list of why people left. Mm-hmm. The, the things that drive people away are the happy components. And that the younger the worker is, is coming in, the more the happy component is the priority, right? That's what they want. So if I'm not happy here, I'm going to go somewhere else. If I don't like my boss and who he is, I'm going to go somewhere else. Not because the somewhere else makes me more money, but because I'm going to go try to be happy somewhere else. I'm not really happy here. I'm not happy with the company. I'm happy with my job, whatever it is. I'm not really happy here. And pain and discomfort on the job, that's got to be the number one driver of me being happy. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Can you imagine being on a job site for nine, 10 hours a day and yeah. not getting the support that you need from your employer yep. to, to feel good standing? Yep. Yep. For sure. I mean, that's <laughs> absolutely. So if we have a wellness program where we're focused on the right fit, we're focused on a, the right insole, we're focused on the right hosiery, the right sock, right? A, a moisture wicking sock that reduces heat, reduces friction, uh, reduces fatigue. I mean, all those things come together. You know, it's a true stat that we know for a fact of what that can do for for people. But if we can do those things for an employee, the happiness component goes up, right? And so we know that they're okay in the happiness component. And so the turnover goes down. So right away, the number one expense to any company's turnover is impacted, right? But I want to talk about that productivity thing, because a second ago, I said, we have a stat that we talk about here the right fit, the right insole, the right sock combination can increase productivity by as much as 20%. Whoa. If I have pain and discomfort, I'm a distracted worker. I'm no different than the person who's texting and driving, right? <laughs> um, right. And, and not saying that I text and drive, especially on a recorded podcast, but were I to text and drive, I can't see the road and see my phone at the same time. My, my, my focus yeah. is divided. It's no different than the person who is dealing with pain and discomfort and they're constantly having to shift and move and adjust in order to try to, to mitigate the pain and discomfort, make it less. That focus is on that pain and discomfort. It's not on the job at hand. It's not on what I'm doing. And that's where that productivity gets dinged, right? That's where that happens is my productivity goes down because I'm dealing with the pain and discomfort, which is a distraction, no different than texting and driving. Yeah, it can be dangerous and detrimental. Yep. So let's let's do numbers behind this, right? Because I think this is what brings it down. As we said, impact, you know, your, your point was, I want to add to the bottom line and not just always be seen as someone who takes from the bottom line. That was your, your point and what you said you want to talk about. So let's do some, let's do the math. Let's say that I have a company of hundred employees and let's say that the average salary of those employees is $40,000 a year. So that means I've got a payroll of $4 million, right? That's what my payroll is for a year is $4 million. So when you're talking to customers and, and, and you're out there talking to people and you're having this productivity conversation because it's part of the wellness conversation, how much lost productivity are people telling you happens on the jobs at their sites? Yeah, that's a great question. And I've heard anything from 10% to 50 to 60%, depending on how much the worker thinks that they can get away with, you know, varies by job, varies by company. Yeah. 
Yeah. Cause there's a lot of things that could be distracted. Right. But you're, you're right. You're yeah. what you're hearing is, is what I've heard, right. Is that it can be, they're just messing around with their phone, you know? So it may be something sure. that we can't help you with that, by the way, at workwear safety, if, if they're on their phones all the time, but what we can do if it's pain and discomfort, what we can do is those other types of distractions that pull you away from the focus that that job requires in order to have a high productivity from that employee. So let's, all right, let's be kind. Let's, let's use 20%, right? Cause 50% is, is a lot. So like, I know this, yeah, I know some people have said that and they probably feel that to be true, but let's say 20%, right? Let's go on the, let's go on the more conservative side of that line. So that with my $4 million payroll, that means that that's an $80,000 loss to that company. Holy crap. Because I'm spending $4 million for those employees, regardless of their productivity. But right. because I believe I'm losing about 20% productivity, that's an $80,000 loss. Right. $80,000 loss. So what if every six months, in addition to in addition to allowing them to have new footwear once a year, high quality leather footwear that is lightweight, comfortable, protects them, does everything they need. In addition to that, what if I were to every six months give them a high quality anti-fatigue insole? So that they, they they about you know what are we talking about here, Matt? Are we talking about Dr. Scholl's? Because I've had those and I don't <laughs> I don't think they do a great job. <laughs> no, yeah, not so much. No, the uh, things like the anti-fatigue mats that you know a lot of the companies have. They spend big money yeah. to have employees stand on an anti-fatigue mat, which is great yeah. for that like three by two square foot area. (laughs) (laughs) But the minute you walk up and down the line, the minute you go somewhere, you you know, you're no longer getting that protection. You're no longer getting that comfort, but it's not just softness that you need. It's not, it's nice to sit on an anti-fatigue mat because, you know, when I am walking, it is three to five times my body weight in downforce, right? So as a 200 pound person, that's a thousand pounds of downforce every time. So if I'm carrying a box, add the weight of the box. If I'm moving something, add that, right? So you can see at the end of the day, how much downforce that is on my, my hips, my back, my knees, my feet. And that that's no wonder there's pain and discomfort. But if I had an anti-fatigue matting underneath my feet so that it dissipates all that away from me, if I had some, some arch support, some heel support, some things inside that insole that kept my foot rolling and moving forward, which reduces the fatigue, I can impact my productivity because I'm reducing that pain and discomfort. I'm reducing that distraction that's there. Absolutely. So in addition to that, I said the right fit with the shoe, the right insole and the right sock combination. Now the average worker, you're going to love this data. You ready? The average worker sweats two cups of sweat a day in their boots. Ew. Thank you for sharing. That's right. I wish I had a visual for you to show you what two cups looks like, but you can go to, you know, everybody can go to their kitchen tonight and, (laughs) and put two cups into uh, one of those Pyrex things and see what that's like. All right. That two cups of sweat. All right. Does two things. Number one, it creates a bacterial pool inside the boots, which isn't good. Number two, it keeps the heat inside there against the foot, which is bad. And so we're, we're increasing the fatigue that happens because I'm trapping all of the sweat inside the boot. But feet get all swollen and there you slippery go. and now there you go. blisters. There you go. See, and all of those things you just said impact productivity. 
because I now have distractions. Yeah, I now have distractions from my job. So if I have a sock that has a moisture wicking lining that pulls all that sweat away and wicks it away from the foot so that it can dry, that can help increase my productivity. So it's it's really the all this whole combination that that can increase that productivity. So if I basically if I said, look, every six months, I'm going to give you a new anti fatigue insult that gives you the maximum protection and comfort, and I'm going to give you some some moisture wicking padded socks that are not just 100 percent cotton because 100 percent cotton. They don't stay up. They don't feel comfortable. They, they're distracted. <laughs> There's a funny thing about productivity that I learned from one of our hosiery manufacturers is that the socks that don't stay up, people spend a lot of time during the day pulling their socks up. Huh, and you don't think about that lost productivity. So it's all there. So you don't want full 100% cotton socks. You need something that has a little bit of uh, binding in it in order to keep them up while they're working. So sure. let's say that combination was, ex- was adding $75. Okay. So you're going to add okay. $75 to your program. And we said we had hundred employees. So now sure. we're basically saying I'm need to invest $7,500 in that wellness kit for my employees. All right. So that $7,500 right away is something no one else is doing. So from a recruiting standpoint, from a happy employee standpoint, you just skyrocketed compared to every other employer. And you're providing that. They're not out of pocketing it. And I think that's a big deal. Beautiful, right? And you said the magic words there, turnover. Right away, I've impacted that turnover. So I've already, uh, that $7,500 is an investment, but it's paid for itself already. All I've done was was reduce my turnover enough to pay for the anybody. That's easy to do, right? That's a no-brainer. Right. But now let's come back to that productivity. You remember how much money I said we're losing was $80,000 to that productivity, okay? Annually. That's crazy. Annually, right? The 80,000. If I can gain, if, if, if by doing this $7,500 investment, I know I'm going to increase productivity. What if I gave them back just 25% of that, right? Sure. Right. What if I gave them back? That's $20,000. Now you're in <laughs> That's the $20,000, right? And so I spent 7,500 to save 20. Yeah, that seems I mean, like a good deal. Right. So there's your answer. Cause you said, how do I, how do I add to the bottom line? So subtracting the bottom line, there's your answer. When I have a wellness program in as part of my managed safety footwear program, when I'm focused on wellness, I'm going to have a happier employee and I'm going to have a more productive employee. And we just did the math to show people how adding that $75 an employee a year yeah, that's, you're right. That's a $7,500 ad. That's a big ad, yeah. right? That makes a lot. Yeah. When you have a $100 subsidy for shoes and then you add a $75, that's a big jump. But look at what we did. We increased productivity and we, we saved back 20000 on the conservative side mm-hmm. of that productivity. We didn't say we, we fixed it all, did we? We just said, what if we could fix a quarter of it? I just saved them basically $12,500. And because to your point, I've stopped the turnover or reduced the turnover, I've saved them thousands dollars more. So now I'm the hero in the company. Now I can come to yeah. the budget meetings and I can come to the uh, the quarterly financial results or look at that kind of stuff. And everybody's going, well, here's how much you cost. And they're like going, mm-hmm. yeah, but look at how I increased productivity over the last six months. Look at how I reduced turnover over the last six months. And those are real numbers that impact that bottom line. And I think, Brooke, you're, you're 100% right. If we could get 
our leaders, our safety leaders to start to see the employee in this way and not just see that, hey, I got to keep him safe because OSHA says I got to keep him safe or we can't employ them. But literally saying my job as the corporate safety director is not just to keep them safe. It's to make their lives better at this company. I'm going to increase their productivity. I'm going to reduce turnover. I'm going to focus and say, what would make my employee more productive and more happy? You know what would make employee? The right fit, the right insole, the right sock, that complete package, and I'm going to pay for all of it. How compelling is that? It's super compelling, especially for the new hires. I mean, we're talking about turnover. We didn't even talk about how expensive it is for companies to onboard one employee. Yeah, because the person that they're replacing could have been an incredibly productive person. Right. Now they're gone. How long does it take that new employee to gain back to the same level of productivity of the one that they're replacing? I mean, that's just, boom, look at all that productivity. And we, your stats that we were talking about was, was about the worker that's there every day. And you just right. added another ding to the payroll. <laughs> you just added another exactly. ding in that, in that this person, okay, I hire what is the most amazing employee in history. They're still not very productive for a while. It takes a while to get them there. And then you've got your employee who has to train them. Well, that person's productivity is now down because he's not right. 100% focused on his job because he has to train. So look at all of the, the ways that you're impacting productivity in that onboarding process. Wow, that's a great point. Yeah, I'm, and I'm convinced with any new position, it takes anywhere from three to 12 months to learn it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, and that's minimum that's, three. Well, and that's then that's three to 12 months of lost productivity. Exactly. You know, of decreased productivity. So you're, look at you. You just made my little example of $7,500 investment returning, you know, uh, two times. You just returned it like five times. I did. <laughs> so. I did. But I mean, our, our listeners are going to know how expensive it is to hire someone. Yeah. They're going to know. Oh, that's true. Uh, the return on investment when it comes to putting money into their employees. I mean, yeah, that's why I think so. we have customers that do company barbecues. I mean, this is yeah. along the same lines, just when they're working, yeah. you know, let's, let's yeah. make sure they're standing in I, the, the I, right posture. You're right. And I'll tell you this, I think we are 2023 is going to be the year where the company that provides this type of program and pays for it is going to be the employer of choice, right? That exactly. That you know, everybody's talking about how hard it is to hire people, right? And it is hard to hire people, right? Because that's that's mm-hmm. what's going on in our, our economy right now. But being the employer of choice is going to be the one that says, "I don't just care about you uh, mm-hmm. doing something for me as a company. I want to do something for you as well." And so when you come to work here, you're doing the same job for me, the same logistics job, the packing boxes and shipping them or moving a forklift. You're doing the same thing for me that you did at that other company. The difference is you're safe, you're productive, and you're happy here. The paradigm has shifted. I'm convinced that you're right. We're moving in that direction at a very rapid pace. And the companies that kind of don't comply will be left in the dust. Okay, now you have me energized. I'm so glad. <laughs> I mean, this, this conversation, this is a great, great topic because I mean, I am, I'm fired up now to talk about this some more. And especially when we do the math, right? I'm, I'm data driven as a person. And so when we do this math and just do this model, it's like, oh my gosh, 
I mean, why wasn't everybody doing this is really what's coming to my mind. And I think that's our fault, Rook. You know, it's like the more we, this is why Safe Happens exists, right? The more we can get this information out into people's hands, they don't have to buy from us or work with us. Right. It's that we just, we want to make their workers' lives better, whether they're part of the workwear nation or not, right? It's fine. Very energizing indeed. I'm so glad. All right. Well, if you have a topic that you would love for us to digest and uh, Brooke to pull out of her magic topic bag, um, just hit <laughs> us up at Workwear Safety um, or uh, get fit at WorkwearSafety.com. Come to our website at WorkwearSafety.com. Just, just anywhere you can find us on social media or in the place. We'd love to know what it is that will help you make workers' lives better. Thanks again, Brooke. Thank you. Thanks for having me as always. You've just experienced Safe Happens, a podcast from Workwear Safe, where we help you keep your employees safe, productive, and happy on the job. Never miss an episode by subscribing to Safe Happens today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.